from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you in any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask. It's a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona, where we recovered from a bunch of rain overnight and uh, had a glorious day and a glorious sunset. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where I understand the New York Islanders are on fire. Paul, how are you? Um, I, I, it depends on your definition of on fire. I mean, <laughs> see, I distracted you. I got you away from the estate and right onto the Islanders. Well, no, listen. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm, you know, I I wait constantly for that. You know, that first that first confluence, so to speak, of, you know, the ideal, you know, sun devil that wears an Islander uniform. I keep waiting, and I'm, it'll, it'll happen eventually. But okay. maybe, it's maybe like, sooner than you think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I keep waiting for the, Gi- the Giants to draft ASU players. It happens about once every decade. Um, so... <laughs> What about the Mets? What about them? Well, baseball's different. I mean, <laughs> no, the Mets don't really usually get a whole. I'm going to tell you right now, the Mets. Or, or I'm going to say this right on the air, Paul. The yeah. Mets don't have a chance to win the Thank World you. Series this Thank year. Thank you. They Thank are you. awful. They'll never win the World Good. Series. It'll Good. never happen. Good. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I I really do because you're uh, welcome. If the, if the folks out there had any clue about the predictions that you made this weekend um they you know anybody out there that also was a Mets fan would be very happy to hear you say that yeah, of course you don't just, really mean it but it's that's just reverse psychology <laughs> you know you aren't you're not sincere you know over the weekend you, oh come on I'm sincere yeah okay about as sincere as you are about visiting my palatial estate 
Yeah, well, I'm going to do that because I'm going to be in Boston. And you and I were talking about how far it is from Boston to New Hampshire to uh, Connecticut. And I, I found out there's a ferry that will take me across the uh, Sound or whatever yeah. it is, the river. At a, at, and at a get, bunch of different points, by the way. And I can show up right at your doorstep if the guards will let me in, which probably is not going to happen. What well, are the two guards' names? Uh, Molly and Bert. Yeah. Very, very, they're not very letting me in, are they? Yeah. They're not letting oh, me they, in, well, are they? Bring food. Okay. <laughs> I'll stuff my pockets. Um, <laughs> we laugh, but um, but Google apparently doesn't realize that, uh, or the various mapping directional services uh, don't realize that. Um, that Long Island Sound apparently exists because I can't even tell you how many times I've tried to look for something and it gives me places <laughs> in Connecticut. It's just stupid. Get on the ferry, baby. You know, you know, maybe if I, maybe if, you know, if I was loyalty like you, we can get in the, no, I would never get in the damn helicopter. Somebody's <laughs> life would have to be on the line, mostly mine, uh, for me to get into a, in a helicopter because that is just not happening. Okay. I don't like to get on planes, let alone helicopters. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Exciting week in college hockey once again. Uh, weekend in college. Well, I guess it was a week because who knows what Alaska Anchorage has been doing all week. But Oh, uh, not too um, much today. No. No, I saw that. And they finally broke that. the streak of 4-3 overtime games. Yeah, that was good news. We're going to start Especially tonight, though, with what was in front of me at Mullet Arena on Friday and Saturday night. And, um, it, you know, if you've been following us on, on uh, Twitter at College Hockey W, you would know that uh, I visited with the Long Island guys when they arrived on Wednesday. I visited with the Arizona State guys on Tuesday. Uh, I tried when to build this up I, when, for a when big, big Long weekend. Guys there? Uh, did I say Long Island? I meant yes. uh, Arizona State and uh, Alaska Fairbanks. How about that? Okay. Long Island's coming. I have them on the mind because I was looking yeah. to do some research on them coming here in two weeks. So, yeah. anyway, um, on paper, Paul, it, it should have been a better matchup than it turned. Well, yeah, hold well, on. Let me step back. Let me step. Let me step. Let me step back. Let me step back. My apologies. My apologies. The matchup was pretty good. Both teams played pretty well. Arizona State was obviously undermanned, as you could tell by the lineup sheet, and. Um, Fairbanks came in on a mission, and um, they completed the mission. Yeah, well, there's no question that um, the turning point in Saturday night's game was the five-minute major, uh, even though ASU killed it off. They were done after that. Didn't have any legs left. Um, they would. They made the, the you know, they – they they weren't blown out of the game by any stretch, but they didn't have that extra gear. They didn't have that. You know, they just it just it was just a little bit off. Speaking, speaking give, of a little bit off, my give, uh, headphones. Give credit too. My headphones yeah, are a little bit off. Fine. Yeah, they're always. Once again, um, you have to give I don't know to, what's going on here, but um, I lose you, you almost every to, second. Right. <laughs> you know, okay, you I'm back. Give, you have to give credit 
to um, uh, Radomski. He played really well, made every big save. Uh, ASU had their chances, as they always do. Can't finish, or certainly not finish enough. Um, and when it looked like they were going to finish, Radomski came up with the big saves. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that, but let me tell you where it starts for Arizona State. Um, not, not last weekend, but the weekend before against Lindenwood, they averaged over 75 shot attempts per night. I don't think they got to 75 total for the weekend. So if you don't have shot attempts, there's very few that are going to get on net, and there's even fewer that are going to get in the net. So uh, I think that's where it all starts. I mean, they didn't have, uh, I didn't think they had their legs most of the nights, both nights. And because of that, they were um, uh, behind the eight ball, shall we say. And um, Fairbanks just did what Fairbanks does. They kind of hang around, wait, the opportunity comes, they cash in. Yeah, well, that is what they do. Um, despite... Um what people may or may not think that is exactly what they do. They, they, they just, they, they, they're just, you know, they know what they're good at and they know what they need to do to win. And they just do. I'm glad you said that because I have, uh, about five minutes of sound from head coach, Eric Largan after uh, the weekend sweep. And, uh, let, let him tell you what they plan on doing. Here's Eric Largan. All right, it is a uh, Alaska Nanook sweep. I've got head coach Eric Largan with me. Coach, first of all, congratulations. What an effort. You guys find ways to win um, no matter what. I don't think you had your best effort the first period, but doggone it, you figure out a way to get it done, don't you? Yeah, it's not always a Picasso right now, that's for sure. So finding different ways to win, you know, we don't uh... – you know, lose a special teams battle tonight and dug ourselves a pretty deep hole. And, you know, fortunate the guys had a lot of resolve and, uh, you know, they were they were banged up and, you know, ran out of some gas there late in the game. So let me ask you that right off the top. Yeah. You, knew, you knew they were shorthanded. Um, you knew that maybe you could work them and maybe a third period. I talked to Garrett Pike and he said the third period is our period. Yeah. Uh, it's been that way all year, though, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, I think the guys are well-conditioned and, you know, work extremely hard. Uh, they have a lot of resolve in their game and uh, just in themselves individually. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good to see. It was good for us to be able to find, find like you said, a different way to be able to win a hockey game. And uh, we've been finding ways to do that. And now we got to get ready for next weekend against Lindenwood and try to do the same thing. Win number 20. I know 22 is the goal right now. Yeah. And then let the chips fall where they may as far as the uh, national tournament. Yeah. But, um, I know it's hard to look at it right now, but is it a success right now what you're seeing from this program? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's always hard in the middle of it, right, to really step back and reflect. I think whenever this ride gets done, uh, you know, I think you'll have the opportunity to look back at, you know, some of the accomplishments of the group. Uh, but right now we're just focused on, you know, the next game and getting ready for Friday. And uh, we know we have to, you know, finish strong to be able to even give ourselves an opportunity at the, at the national tournament. You had to rebuild the program now after the pandemic, and you rebuilt it, I think, twice at least, because I, I saw last year's team, and then I saw what you brought in this year. Um, I asked a couple of your players what it was like and why they wanted to be playing for uh, for the University of Alaska in Fairbanks, and they told me, you told them from the start, 
I plan on going to the national tournament. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? And, and we're competitive people and trying to do the best way to be able to build a good, strong culture and a good, strong team. And, you know, uh, you know, it's not really what I've been doing. It's what this group's been doing. You know, I don't want, I'm not the one for finishing goals or, you know, blocking shots at the end of games and having spirit and resolve. I mean, that's that group in there. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. And it's a special group. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, keep things going. You're selling yourself short because I watched tonight, Eric, and I saw you coaching with 2.5 seconds and a two-goal lead, and you were directing traffic uh, in front of the net. Tell me about that that desire to just continue to coach all the way to the end. Yeah, it's never over till it's over. I've seen too many weird things in this game, and I'm still just a young buck in the sport. So I know Coach Brown and some of the other guys have seen a lot more than I have. And it's never over till it's over, and, you know, that, that works out in your favor. Getting down 2 nothing, it's not done, and got to find a way to finish. But then on the other side, you got to protect leads and make sure you, you play to the final buzzer. I don't think it was a turning point, but you uh, had a review on a major penalty, yeah. and uh, I, I saw it. In, uh, in full-blown action, I thought, you're going to win this thing right up the get-go. Yeah. What did you see, or how did you know it was time to, to challenge it? Well, I just saw him, you know, fall down a little bit awkwardly, and then, uh, you know, he just came to the bench and thought it was, you know, thought it was around his head, and uh, I felt like just after the five that they had given us last night, if it was anywhere close, I felt like, you know, they would give it to us in our favor, and it was worth the risk of just losing the timeout, and, you know, fortunate for us, it worked out, and I think it ended up wearing down their top line, because after we... Uh, you know, after we had that, that goal, uh, I think we were able to withstand their push because, you know, they had to burn out a lot of their PK guys, uh, you know, in that stretch. So, you know, it worked out well, and, you know, the power play didn't get it done, but the next group comes on, PP3, and they find a way to finish. I call you guys a tournament team because when I watch you guys, after you get a lead, you start slamming the door, and you, you pick up guys at the blue line, you pick them up in neutral ice. Um, that's what you have to do in a one-and-done, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we uh, – you know, if we're fortunate enough to get the opportunity to, I think we're, we'll turn some heads. And, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a team. It's a big group. It's a, it's a group that you're going to get different contributions from different guys on every given night, and it's never just one guy. And uh, I think that can, you know, lead to some tournament success. But, you know, still got a long ways to go. Lindenwood's going to come up and look to play spoiler, and I'm sure they'll be excited for the challenge. All right. Final one for me is yeah. uh, I don't want to jinx you either, but um, if, you, if you get there, uh, there are a lot of teams that have already told me, like, please don't put Alaska on our region. Please don't put them in our region. Is that kind of nice to hear that other teams don't want to play you? Yeah, yeah I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we'll see. We gotta, we gotta show up and play the game. So we still gotta get there. We got a long ways to go. We got 120 minutes at least of hockey left. So um, you know, and actually, you have to get some help too. So that's all right. We'll just keep playing hard and, and let the chips fall where they may. Eric, Larry, you appreciate the time. Great weekend. Really fun seeing you guys and. Uh, Best of luck in the future. Thanks, Scott. All right. That was head coach Eric Largan of the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. The polar bears. Nobody's seen one. Nobody's wrestled one. Um, but they're the polar bears. Still there? Uh, <laughs> um, you want me to get some nicknames going? Rad? No. The glue? Um, Lindenwood uh, will be a tough opponent for Anchor uh, for Fairbanks next week, and um, um, there's no margin for error for the Nanooks. There really isn't, but there really isn't. They're, but they're, they're they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at it like, well, we we, we can play everybody and beat anybody anytime anywhere. Yes, but when when you're a heavy favorite. 
It's not as easy. They are playing at home, so they have the advantage of being on the big ice. And, you know, they certainly are confident. You know, for the month of February, they're 7-1. and one. So they are hot, and they've won 9 Well, you had to go games. say that, didn't you, for the what? month of February? Because you know when these games are going to be played, Paul? The month of March. Well, if you would let me finish instead of interrupting me. <laughs> uh, on the bigger picture, they've won 9 of their last 10 and 10 of the last 12. And I can go back even further than that. Okay. How, how many have they won in 2023, the calendar year? Well, in 2023, they are 1, 2, 3, 10, and 3. Oh, that's impressive. That's one of the uh, hottest well, teams how about from Well, how about since December, they're 16 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. They're for real, folks. They're for real. You know, I've watched a, a lot of teams this year, and they are for real. Get a win and get a game to overtime. You need a, you need you need a win and at least a tie. Um, two wins, preferably, to make sure you stay in the twelve spot in the pairwise. Well, I think that's exactly what they're looking for. You heard well, me say that they're um, looking for it I in mean, the interview that it, they're not happy with twenty; they want twenty-two. Yeah, no, no, we're going to go into this game. We'll be happy if we lose. I mean, come on. Some things go without saying. Like your most nicknames, everything they that should you go say. without saying. Most everything you say goes without saying. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> this this is why I'm here. <laughs> Uh, well, if Johnny the Glue Sorensen has anything to say about it. He, well, see, that's the thing. And that stuff like that should not be said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just remember what Bobby the Blur Brink did last year. Once again, things like this should not be said. Those are the things that should be better, better off left unsaid. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Nanooks are uh, are a team to be reckoned with. Uh, I don't, and I was dead serious. People have told me that, do we really? And I know they've told you or you've seen it on Twitter too. It's like, now, can we just make sure that 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 the Nanooks are not in our region? I don't know what region people want them to be in, but it's never oh. their region. Well, let's just say right now, I mean, we could play the, I can make, we can play the I make a bracket game because I've already done it. <laughs> um, and it's obviously we are going to do that. We're going to talk about the rest of them, but first let's do that because last week we told everybody who the number one teams were in each region, who we think they'll be. Right. And now we're going to re revisit that, and we're going to do one through four, and we're going to do five through eight. So well, let's start with okay, Fargo, but, Paul. Who do you got for the number one, the number two seeds in Fargo? Uh, well, see, here's where kind of some of the games have to be. Or yeah, I know. I know. It's not over yet. Well, no, it's not even that. But there are certain parameters here. Like, one, Penn State has to be in Allentown. Yeah, we get that. All right. And if you did a straight bracket, that means that, you know, based strictly on the pairwise numbers as they sit at this moment, the other maroon and gold team would have to go to Allentown 
because they would be in a bracket with Penn State. But since we know that that's not going to happen, all right, we, we're, we're, we're pretty sure, and I don't think there's been any dispute about the fact that that other Maroon Gold team is going to go to Fargo. Yeah, that's what I said. Let's start with the Fargo region. Who do you have one and two in Fargo? I don't care how well, they get there. Who, who would they be for you if well, you looked I, at it right now? Well, if you're looking at it right now, and this is, like I said, where— That's what we're doing because yeah. it's not tournament time yet. It's close. No, no. But not quite. It is close. It is close. So who do you have in Fargo? One and two. Um, the number two seed there. Number one being Minnesota. I know you can't right. say that word, but— No, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want to say that word. Um, right now, it would be either Harvard— or Ohio State. I say Harvard. Okay. Well, uh, Harvard because I, I uh, you, you, you think that that you know there's there there's I don't know if you can avoid having two Big Ten teams in a regional. They'll try to avoid that. They will try to avoid that, but I don't think but they can. It's depending on how many get in there, because right. there's there's right now at least fourteen that are going to get in. Right. They they won't be able to do that. Okay, so let's just say for hypothetical reasons, it's Minnesota and Harvard are the one and two seeds in Fargo. Let's jump right. to Bridgeport. Who's the one and two seeds in Bridgeport, Connecticut? Well, I, I think that it, the Quinnipiac would be the obvious number one seed in Bridgeport. And at that point, you could have... Uh, as that second number one seed there, you could have uh, an Ohio State or a Harvard. Well, or it's going to be Ohio State because we already put Harvard in Fargo. Okay, well, it's fine. So it's going to be Ohio State. Okay, uh, let's go to the next regional. That one will be in Manchester. Who's the number one and the number two seeds in Manchester? Well, I think you're going to sit there and, and, and have Denver as the one seed in Manchester. Who's and, going to be the two seed? Uh, it's not that hard. You got them spelled out in front of you. It is. Well, yeah, but it could be. I know it could be. Cloud. I'm asking you right now. Who could? Who's it going to be? You're going to put two uh, NCHC teams there? Um, no, I'm going to. No, I'm. I'm going to sit there and say they'll. They'll. Um, they'll put BU there. Okay, so Denver and BU one two and. Um, Manchester. Let's right. jump down to uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Who's the one and two seeds in Allentown? Well, we know Penn State has to be there. There are two. And Michigan would be the other. And Michigan is a one, and that's also two Big Ten teams, but you're going to run into that yeah, right away. Them. There's just nowhere else you can put it's them just... because cause half the teams in the field, Paul, honestly, are going to be NCHC or Big Ten. Well, it's also the way they're seated right now. You know, it's right now the way they're sitting in the pairwise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what are you going to do? Make Western Michigan, who right now sits in a three-seed spot, move them up two or three spots to be a two-speed, uh, a two-seed, just to not have one of those other teams in Denver? No, or, you can't move them up without them earning it. But they might earn it. Well, they might. They didn't do themselves any favor this weekend, which is where we're going next year in just a minute. But um, anyway, back to Fairbanks. A couple things that stood out to me, Paul, this weekend, and this has happened all the time. Um, 
every every series with uh, that are played at Mullet, obviously everybody wants to come to Arizona during the hockey season when it's winter time. Right. Um, but man, uh, the Nanook fans came out in force again. Um, more than 150 strong and alumni, um, old previous coaches. I'm not going to use the word old. Previous coaches and previous players um, showed up. Uh, fans, uh, parents, um, boosters, you name it. They came out in full force. I haven't put a video up yet, but um, Saturday night when they were coming out to load their bus, there was a group of probably 50 to 60 people that hung around and uh, we're cheering them on each and every player, each and every coach, each and every trainer as they went um, from the mullet arena to their bus. Um, and, and if people don't understand, uh, <laughs> I know this is probably the easiest trip for Fairbanks, but at, as they told me on Wednesday, they left at 12.30 a.m. They arrived at mullet arena at 2.30 p.m. Um, that is a long day. Um, of course it is. And they left again this morning. Uh, I heard guys saying they were getting up at 5 a.m. to uh, get to the airport, take their 8. Uh, some guys were on 8 o'clock flight, some at 9.30, and they weren't going to be back in Anchorage until 3 in the afternoon. I mean, goodness gracious. And and I asked uh, a couple of the players about that. I said, what's it like to do that? And and they, they said, you know, we use it kind of as a challenge. And and kind of as a driving force behind us, like, hey, everybody thinks that we're in Alaska and we can't compete. Well, guess what? We can compete. We'll beat you. And they do it. Well, they certainly are doing it this year. They certainly did it in the second half of last year. And Yeah, this has you know, been like a year and a half, right, that they've kind of yeah, put this the, all together? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, even if you look back at it now, right, you look at their schedule. You look at their schedule, and who have they lost to this year? They got swept by Michigan Tech. Oh, by the way, top 10-ish team, right? And a really good team. A uh, really, yeah. really good team. St. Thomas in overtime, who's turned out to be a better team than anybody thought. Yep, they become better and better every game they play. Um, they lost in overtime. To an Omaha team that right now sits in second place in the NCHC. Yes, they did. Um, and turned right around and went, and that was a Friday Sunday series, and went turned around right, went back up to uh, Marquette and lost three to two to a Northern Michigan team, um, which you know. Uh, it's hard, it's hard to play. Talk in about hard to get to, right? Hard to get to and hard to play in. You know, um, yeah. So um, there's, you know, that. So that's 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 it. And then they got swept at Penn State. Oh, by the way, let's get another top ten-ish team, whether you believe it or not. I don't, but whatever. Well, you don't, but you know, the like computer said, does, and that's all that matters. Well, but I'm just, just saying here, right? Um, you know, uh, lo- split at Notre Dame, so they lost the game to Notre Dame on New Year's Day. But they won a game on New Year's Eve right. at Notre Dame. Um, oh, got a split at Denver? Yeah. First weekend of the new year. Okay. 
Um, and listen, they 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 hit a bump in the road at LIU. Probably the one game all year they probably look back and be like, eh, "We let that one get away." Again, though, Paul, that is a masterful trip. I mean, that is a nasty, nasty trip well, to have to make yeah. from Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh-huh, and, sure. and we we talked to to Eric Largan uh, on the podcast that right. day that they traveled there, and it was like nearly a twenty four hour trip from right. the time he got up and left to the time he got to New York. And um, right. and it, first of all, I, I was still shocked that he was awake and willing to talk to us. And second of all, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to win on the road, much less add travel concerns. Um, so anyway, uh, the so, Nanooks are are ready they're seasoned right. they're so, they're a veteran squad they're ready to play right so you tell me what i mean outside of and I, this is once again not knocking liu who is in just about every game they play but struggle to finish okay. um you tell me what game other than that one they wish they had back where you could sit there and be like hmm this is a loss that they probably, you know. Um... Well, you you know my gut feeling on this, I think. Um, there's a rule in the NCAA that you have to be 500 or better to be able to qualify for the NCAA tournament. Right. I think there should also be a rule where you have to win 20 games. If you don't win 20 games in your season, I, I don't think you should be in the, in the tournament. I, I just well... don't. Because First there are all, there are sixteen teams that will win twenty games, and those six and that's saying something. I don't care what your schedule is or who you play or whatever. College hockey has parity right now, and the ability to win twenty games should okay, be but, rewarded with an opportunity to play postseason. But right now, you're talking about a situation where outside of automatic qualifiers. You might have one team, one, that doesn't win 20 games. Maybe. Okay, so what you're saying is the Nanooks will be in the tournament. Well. Because they've uh, won 20 games. No, no, no. I'm just saying based on your. (laughs) I know. And that's what I'm telling you is that I think you have to win. To be considered, you have to win 20. I mean, that's just a minimal standard. I, I think that's the same thing in the ACHA tournament, and there's going to be teams that don't. Um, but anyway, that that's neither here nor there at this point. I, I want to kind of put a bow on this and take a break here in just a second, but um, Arizona State is reeling right now because of a ton of injuries, uh, a ton of injuries, a brutally tough schedule, uh, opening of a new building and the pressure that comes along with that, a fan base that's trying to adapt to uh, to being to go to games, quite frankly. I mean, at Oceanside, it was really hard to get in there to watch a game because there wasn't enough seats. So you take and you, you know, what, six times the amount of people you could get in uh, Oceanside, you can get in comfortably to Mullet now. Um, well, that That's a lot of added pressure. The band we'll is see. there. The drum line is there. The, the 942 crew is there. And, um, man... And that schedule was absolutely one of the toughest in all of college hockey. Uh, yep. Lindenwood was standing maybe, um, but that was that was brutal. And um, when you lose guys on top of it, it's really hard. And then 
the one thing I've been saying for the last couple of years is how do you keep guys focused when there really is nothing more to play for than pride? And that's a byproduct of not being in a conference. It's uh, it's hard. It, it just because it, you know, here's what happens towards the end of a season like this guys start to look around and they go, wow, I'm playing college hockey for four years, probably the most. And, um, if I'm going to play for four years and I'm going to lose two of them, um, because of whatever reason, we can't even have a shot at qualifying for the tournament. Um, you know, it gets a little demoralizing. It's just human nature. Well, I'll say it again. And I've been saying it for a month now. If the results of this year push the school to say, Hey, you know, um, uh, we need to get in the league and we need to do it fast. If that's the end result of the season turning out the way it has, I'll deal with it as a fan and an outsider. If this finally forces their hand and I, I don't know another way to put it or gives them a sense of urgency about getting into a league. Well, let me then, okay. let me stop this for a second because I know what you're saying and I agree with you. Let me say that right off the get-go. But it, it, it hasn't really been able to be an issue because they haven't had the building to be in a league until this year. And they had to build the schedule for this season and they had to build the schedule for next okay, season. But once, so the very soonest they could come in would be two more years. Okay, but once, so if you're a sophomore this season, and you know you don't have a conference tournament, and and your junior year you're not going to have a conference tournament, it's really hard to keep your focus and keep your desire and keep your happiness, knowing that you you have to do what Alaska did, or what ASU did a few years ago when they went to the tournament. You've got to win almost every single game that you play. Well, and if you go back and look, Paul, to that, whatever it was, 17, 18, or 18, 19 season where they got into the tournament, um, it was a combination of good schedule, good team, good coaching, puck luck. I mean, take everything, wrap it all together. But that, that season, they got into the national tournament and very nearly won their first game against Quinnipiac. Yeah, they, um, I know, but but what I'm saying is they they did not have the brutal schedule that they had this year. And uh, I think if you just okay. adjusted your schedule, no, don't even go there with me. They did not have the brutal schedule they had this year. This was brutal from day one, and I told you that. You can't. I don't care if Minnesota Duluth is down or Bemidji State is down. You cannot open the season without a scrimmage or an exhibition game or anything on the road at those two schools and think that you're going to walk away with, um, you know, a really good start. In the past, they started at home and they started um, with a couple of wins and got the momentum from there. It's hard. They came back from Bemidji and they were one and three. I understand. I'm not arguing what you're saying, but I'm telling you, um, that when the building was under construction last year, they could have, you know, that would have given them this year and next year, say, you know, if they had to, 
and then they'd be able to say, okay, in year X, we're, we're, we're going to join this conference. But I think this has been a dance for all sides. I think well, this I, has been. I think you're right on that, except for one thing. Um, I, I don't think it was just their call. I mean, I don't think it was. No, that's, one of, that's why I said it's been a dance on all sides. Yeah, because not not every league has jumped up. They it, it's out there now. They officially applied for the NCHC and got rejected, got turned down. That was years ago. Yeah. What years? I mean, yeah. they've only been in the league seven. No, <laughs> so they, well, yeah, that was four or five years ago when that happened. But I know. But what they said was, "We're building an arena. We've got the funding. We're going to build an arena, right? And we'd like to be in the conference. And when the arena opens, we'll be playing conference games." And they got turned down. They got rejected. Um, well, dynamics so, change. Factors change. Issues no, no, change. I, no, no. I'm not saying that. I know all of that is true. I'm just saying, like, as of this point right now, as of September of this year, they did not have their building. They weren't in their building until October. So you can't really start counting uh, on everything until you're playing in that building and, and making noise. So this year... This year was a lost year for a conference. They weren't going to get into one this year. And because of the way you have year. to schedule, you, you can't get in next year. year either. Well, not at this point, no. No, you couldn't have last time either because you got to make a schedule. No, it takes more time than that because the uh, you got to remember that the conferences also have their schedules a couple of years works. out. Okay. So then you, got, you know that years, it's a three- or four-year plan but a, to get but a into a conference. Years, couple of years out can make can you can have changes not not not, not full-blown add a partner to a conference uh, well, no it depends on what happens they're not going to do it they're not going to do it well what happens if somebody's taking somebody else's place well well maybe but that's that's highly unlikely well not necessarily likely for 23 24 Right, but that's what I'm telling you. So the, what I'm saying right now is, with the yeah, with but the, the, what but the AC the, ASU team right now is, if you came in and signed as a sophomore this season, right, and you didn't make the tournament as an independent, right, you know that next year you're going to be an independent, right. So but it's you also be, see that it can be done because Alaska's doing it. You can see that, but right. it's but Alaska did not have schedule that. Arizona State did. They, they had a good schedule, strong schedule, but not a, a lot brutal of road schedule. A lot of road games. I know, but not against Minnesota, Denver, Minnesota State. I mean, just go down the list of who ASU played this year and look at how many of them were are probably tournament teams. I, I understand that. And, and I'm going to go back to the same point I just made, and then and we no can put a bow on this. You okay. cannot start the season like they did and be one and three because you're chasing the game all season long you 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 gotta you gotta get to 500 how many times did they get to 500 and they couldn't get over the top if they'd started three and one they would have had a couple of games to play with and they could have built on a three and one mark down the stretch but they kept battling the same things like oh boy we got to 500 then we go on the road to clarkson and we lose twice and then they come back and they go, now we got to get to 500 again. Then they get to 500. Then it's another brutal road trip. Then they play Minnesota and they split with Minnesota. And it looks like they're going to be ready to, to just jump in all, all, all gears flying. Uh, 
Then they got to go to Denver. Then they lose two. Then they got to get back to 500 again. It's been that way all the way to right now. And that is just really, really hard. Even if you guys stay healthy and everything goes your way, it's hard to dig out from a, th- a one and three start. Okay. <laughs> All right. We put a bow on it. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got more to talk about. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen. Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it's College Hockey West 
live. It's where we react to what happened over the past weekend and set you up for what's going to happen the upcoming weekend. Scott Strandy with you in Maricopa, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Paul, here it is. Um, there was a champion crown, a regular season champion crown this weekend. It was the Denver Pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts yeah. on uh, what they got done at Western Michigan. It's a tough place. It's always been a brutal place for them to play, and they managed to get it done with a sweep. Yeah, I mean, they needed to get four points for this weekend in order to clinch the Penrose Cup and not have to have uh, Michael Weissman. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Two trophies. Heather Weems. She's the well, one who presented it this week. This well, because they only, had to, they only give out, had to give out one. <laughs> yeah true true it is true okay um but denver got it done um and they got it done i would say pretty convincingly um uh, friday night with a five to two win uh they shut western michigan down to be honest uh, especially in the second and third period 12 shots between the two periods um, you know, the biggest problem Denver had uh, on, was on themselves. Friday, yeah, you, know, you got to stay out of the box. But at the, on the other hand, if you're Western Michigan, you can't take nine penalties against Denver. Are you out of your minds? That's just giving them the game. Well, here's the problem, Paul, and this is what, what I saw while watching both games on nchc.tv, which is, well, watching one game in chc.tv the other game is on cbs sports network with dave right. starman uh, who does a great job by the way anyway and eric um, Heiner, don't forget eric and uh, or alex excuse alex, me. alex yeah alex, alex and also uh, alex Heiner and of course and uh, Shereen. Yeah. yeah she does a great job as well don't anyway that group that group does a fantastic job but what i saw and and what concerns me and i hope and i uh, have a feeling it's getting repaired in denver right now i'll see it this weekend i think um, they, they have to become a little more disciplined. I, I understand what they've been up against this year because, um, as I told you a while back when I saw them play North Dakota and they swept North Dakota, um, a couple of weeks ago at Magnus, it looked like collectively the team, the coaching staff, everybody took a sigh of relief and said, yes, finally, finally, we're in, we're in the driver's seat here without everybody chasing this big target on our back. And I think what happens when you have a target on your back is that you, you take everybody's best shot. That's a given, but you also take some cheap shots because everybody's trying to, to get something past you. Um, and I think Denver sometimes doesn't react. This Denver team doesn't react well to, to getting somebody throw something at you cheaply. Uh, they want to respond want... and it puts them in the box. Yeah. Respond. But do you want to really call it a cheap shot? Okay, maybe not a cheap shot, but but they get pushed. An undisciplined they get, shot. They get pushed to the limit. Yeah, okay, undisciplined. They get pushed to the limit, and sometimes you know how if if somebody's whacking you with their stick the entire game, and finally you've had enough. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Okay, let me let me give you an example. Um, way back in the eighties, remember back then, um, a guy named no, Wayne Gretzky I'm... used to sorry used I'm... to hack hack around at uh, a guy named Neil Broughton. And finally, after getting hacked so many times, 
<laughs> and Neil Broughton just dropped the gloves and said, okay, dude, take this to the face because I'm tired of you whacking me all night long with your stick. And finally, I've had enough. Well, I think sometimes this season, maybe multiple times this season, Denver's been in that position where they people have said, let's try to get under their skin. Let's see if we can show them that they're not all that. And, and sometimes they don't react the way they should. And, um, you know, Tuesday, Cole Gutman's going to be in town with the Chicago Blackhawks in Arizona. Right. And I'm hoping that maybe I can sneak over and talk to Cole because Cole was the captain of last year's national championship team. Right. And he kept the guys in check. They, they would stand up for themselves, but they wouldn't cross the line. And I think this oh. year to this point, they've crossed the line a few too many times. It hasn't hurt mm. them. But, but they can't do it um, when it's a one and done. Yeah. Oh, I mean, listen. Um, every team is different, even if you're the same team from year to year. Do sometimes you get frustrated? Yeah, probably. Um, but that stuff's got to self-correct in the room. Um, you know, I would say that. Um, that Denver has has. Uh, I I don't want to make it sound like what they've done is easy because it's not. But I think they've played with the confidence of a team that's won a national championship. I think you saw that for years with your Bulldogs. And I think that. Uh, you know, when push comes to shove, I still think Denver's the best team. Um, you know, you might have another team or two that uh, will dispute that. But once again, you get, in order to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. I get and, that. Uh, all I'm saying is... And All I'm see, saying is last year's team that won the national championship, they got pushed, but they didn't have a target on their back. They weren't the defending right. national champions. Right. They were a team trying to win a championship, but it, it's been clear, Paul, since they won that championship, that this is the one that at least David Carl wants, if not the players equal, they want the win number 10. And they've made it clear since they won last year that, Hey, it's great to win nine. But ten's the one we want, and okay. that rubbed a lot of teams the wrong way, okay. because they said, uh, "Okay, you're going to win ten. We're going to make it as difficult as we well, can." Look, first of all, for you to win first ten. Of all, first of all, good for Denver. Um, but I don't know what the heck they're supposed to say. It's not what they said. They well, they said everything the right way. I'm just saying that what happens then is you have to be disciplined enough to know that you're going to get everybody pushing you to the limit, not only um, on the ice, but maybe after plays, maybe, you know, they're, they're going to be pushing you all the time oh, and they're going to see me. if we can, if, if we can push you over the top. And so far they've done a good job. They won the Penrose cup outright. Talk to me, talk to me on March 10th. No, no. I, I, <laughs> March 10th. Yeah. Why, why March 10th? That's when the, the conference tournament starts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
All I'm saying is they, and I think they'll get it together because I believe in their coaching staff and I believe in their players, but you have really have to bite your tongue from this point forward. Once March 10th comes, as my co-host says, um, you, you can't afford to get a little overzealous and get a penalty. You cannot afford to go five on three. Like you had a, uh, an issue with this weekend and still got away with it. If you think you can, because we're good enough, you're going to find out in a one and done that it might be done. Well, they might. So I just hope that they, they learn that lesson and they're prepared for it because if they're not, it, it, the season could end really quickly once we're one and done. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take Denver and you can have the rest. <laughs> now you're egging me on. You want me to drop the gloves here or what? Let's go. <laughs> you're old. I am very old. I could take you. I could take well, you. You're old. You couldn't catch me anyway. Your, your grandkids can take me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, that's the only thing I saw from Denver this weekend that I was hoping that they're going to correct. And I, I just hope that winning two at loss and playing that way um, didn't give them the confidence that, hey, we can beat anybody anyway, because you can. You but we already it, had that. But if you take if you take stupid penalties and you put yourself behind the eight ball, um, you you could be in trouble because there are no second chances when you get to the NCAA tournament. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? I mean, we're sitting here now and. Um, the NCHC is the only conference that has more regular season left. The only match this weekend, we, that's it. Yeah, the 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 only matchup we know in the first round of the NCHC tournament is Denver Miami. Okay. Uh, other than that, which is what you still, want as a conference, you want to have some opportunities on no, yeah. the last weekend. Uh, listen, oh, you know, Omaha's at forty-one points, Western and Saint Cloud are at thirty-nine. So that's a three-way battle for those spots right there. Now, all three of those teams are going to have home ice in the first round. Okay. But you have Duluth and, and your Bulldogs and Eddie's Sue and Terry's too um, at 29 and 28 points. So they're a, and, and, and CC's at 25. So, and I think that you could go into this year's conference tournament and do I think one of those uh, five, six, and seven teams can can get to the last game of the conference season? <sighs> I don't know, it'd be hard. Do I think any of those three teams could pull an upset in the first round? Absolutely especially the way it's lined up now. Yep. I totally agree with you on that. And speaking of the NCHC, since we are starting to run out of time, a big series again as North Dakota traveled to uh, Ed Robeson Arena to take on uh, the Colorado College Tigers. And, boy, if the Tigers should score, (laughs) if they could score, boy, would they have a different record, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, and – that, that was a zero. That was oh, sorry. Finish. Nothing, nothing. Shutout, overtime game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, they had the, and they they lost two games. Well, 
technically in the books it was a loss and a tie, right? But here's here's CC for the month of February, three two loss in in at Omaha, uh, two two tie in the second game at Omaha. They got the extra point for the shootout. Um, they lost the first game at Western four to one, but then a two to one loss at Western, uh, and they lose the Friday night game in overtime to North Dakota and lose the shootout on Saturday night. Uh, two, you know, uh, two, 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 one, two, one, and, 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 and a shootout loss with nobody scoring in the first 65 minutes. I mean, just, yeah, yeah you got it. Do you want to play Chris Mayotte's team in the, in the uh, well, NCHC tournament? I don't want to play him. I don't. I just, I just said that. None of those teams in in the five, six, seven spots would shock me. It surprised me a little bit, but it wouldn't shock me if they won a first round series. I don't think any of those three teams are going to the championship game. But if CC, if the the way it's stacked out now, if CC went to Omaha and took two out of three, would that shock you? No. Would it surprise you? No. Not it even wouldn't. a little bit? Come on. No, no, it wouldn't even surprise me at all because I've seen the parody in this league this year, and everybody said from the start, and you heard it like I did, oh, the NCHC is down, the NCHC is down. They're not down. All the teams are more equal. You know, I, I would it shock you if the green and white team went into to, to Western and won, two, and won two out of three? Not at all. Not surprise at all. Bit, no? No, because I look at that North Dakota team, and there's NHLers on that roster, a bunch of them. And it's just a matter of when they put it together. And I think they could put it together on any given weekend. They could, but that's why I'm saying it it wouldn't shock me. It might surprise me a little bit, but it wouldn't shock me because they haven't done it all season long. Same thing with your Bulldogs. Yeah, and and what I'll tell you on that is why it wouldn't surprise me is is because I've waited all season long to see when that, that breakout was going to happen for both the Bulldogs in North Dakota. Know, and, it hasn't and it hasn't happened. That's why it wouldn't surprise me because I, I know it's in there. It's a well, matter it of does it come you. out. It should. It shouldn't shock you, but it should surprise you. Because as the great Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. <laughs> nice. You, you didn't even give us a tonight. Well, it hasn't come up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's the way things went down for Colorado College. The sad news of the weekend is the season is over for the Air Force Falcons. Yeah, well, um, the new restructuring, and a lot of people were grumbling about that yeah, in Atlanta. Cocky's like, summer. come on, let them at least play in the tournament uh, because that's almost like being an independent now, right? I mean, it, no, it's not. It's I, not. I I know it's, it's not. not. I know it's not. But you can see the handwriting on the wall uh, at Air Force and at other places um, a while ago. It's like we're playing to get it. This is our tournament. That like Frank told me at the Desert Classic, we're we're playing for our lives starting in in New Year's. Well, I wonder if that changes again next year when Robert Morris comes back. Maybe. Who knows? And maybe, you know, um, I don't know. I, I assume LIU would apply again to Atlantic Hockey unless something else is going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. 
Well, Atlantic Hockey does want 32 teams, I'm told. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Jeez. How many teams can you put in one conference? Can we get eight teams of eight? Eight conferences I, of eight? I, I am so Can we down just do that? that? I am so down for that. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, and the Lindenwood Lions played some exhibitions, and I know this was an important weekend uh, for Coach Zombo and his guys to go play the U.S. national team up in Plymouth, Michigan. I don't even know what the scores were. I mean, the best-kept yeah, yeah. secret in the world was not telling the world what you were doing at the uh, at, at the games in Plymouth, Michigan. But that's a heck of a hockey team. And I know, as Coach told us on here, he was trying to showcase some of his players that don't have any eligibility left and maybe see if they can find a spot in the ECHL or somewhere uh, to continue playing hockey or maybe overseas or whatever it is. So uh, I'm going to be interested to hear how things went up there and uh, what comes out of it, because that was a big step for a Lindenwood program. And, um, you know, it's not an easy trip from no. St. Louis to Detroit either. And oh, well, let's, let's not get carried away. Well, it's still not because I'm sure they bust. Oh, yeah, that's not I'm sure they bust. Away, it's, well, it's, come it, on, let's not. Hold on a minute. It, it, you ride a bus for eight nine hours. Am I driving? No, you're riding a bus for oh, eight nine no, hours. I, mean, I don't care. I'll be asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'll be asleep. You then get out of that bus after eight nine hours no, and find your hockey I'll be legs. asleep. Yeah, whatever. You didn't ask me that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's not an easy trip. If you're gonna fly in there, okay, whatever. But if you're going to bus it, it's not an easy trip. Anything in a bus over an hour is is not any fun. But anyway, I, I mean, I went with, with U of A to, to Flagstaff uh, five, six years ago on, uh, on their road trip. And good God, that was awful. And that was nothing. That once was again, nothing. Once again, if I'm not driving, I don't care. I'll be asleep. Yeah, you... Yeah, BS. You're sitting in that bus. You got to get out. And then you got to get back in that bus. No, no, it's not any fun. Anyway, uh, so Lindenwood went up and played. We'll find out the scores, hopefully, some point. Um, what happened up there and, and find out. Lindenwood heads up to Alaska now for a two-week stay to play yeah. Fairbanks this weekend. Anchorage the following weekend. Um, ASU heads to Anchorage, a second trip to Alaska. Uh, T.J. Semptonfelter said it was kind of fun. He hadn't been to Alaska before. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be as much fun this time going up there for the second time, but who knows? Maybe. Um, and, uh, of course, LIU will round out their season at uh, Arizona State on the 10th and 11th. Yep. And um, Denver, of course, and CC will battle for – that won't even be a battle anymore. It's still a gold pan series, oh, but well, it's over with. So now it's yeah. a matter of uh, – can CC finally break their scoring drought for real against Denver? No, against Magnus Krona anyway. Yeah. Well, they've struggled against everybody at Denver so far well, for listen, a little while. Um, you know, they still have something to play for. Sure they do. You know, they want to they be on a high note going into the conference tournament. Um, and so we go from there. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not settled yet. You know you're going to be on the road, but you want to go into there as playing as well as you possibly can. And you know Denver's not going to let up because they're not going to want to lose a rivalry game. So I think it sets up pretty good. Be a fun weekend. I will be there this weekend. Denver Friday night, 
Colorado College Saturday night, and uh, we'll see how things play out. Then I'll be back in Arizona to uh, see what happens between LIU and ASU. Hopefully ASU gets a little healthier, but it doesn't sound that way. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, we'll find out more maybe Tuesday as to whether anybody can come back and what they're going to do for uh, roster. If you didn't see, folks, they uh, they had to play two men short. So. Yeah, wow. Well, so, that's hard to do in college hockey. You know the yeah. parity, you know the depth. Um, being not being able to have that fourth line essentially um, is painful. It hurts. Yeah, stay out of the box. It's easier said than done, my friend, because the other team is forcing you to chase them. I'm aware how it works. I've watched a game or two in my life. Okay, <laughs> just checking, because e- it's not that easy to stay out of the box when you're constantly chasing somebody, and especially when your legs are giving out on you, and sometimes you have to reach, or you get beat because you're tired, and uh, you have to take a penalty that way. It's the, it's the garbage penalties. You don't need the after-the-whistle crap. That, that's got to yeah, go away. Well, yeah, that's, but that's forever. That's yeah, but that's what hurts you. That's what hurts you. Yeah. A cross-check to the neck. Gives you gives them a five minute major yep. penalty. Yep. 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 Okay, I got nothing more. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at seventy one fifty East Twenty Second Street in Tucson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are. See our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. The Spaghetti Shack, comfort food quickly. With three locations in Arizona, Tempe, Pine Top, the Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. Check us out at SpaghettiShop.com. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Search, rate, review, ITHSW podcasts, all one word. That's I-T-H-S-W Podcasts, all one word. Help your friends and family find the show. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I do uh, appreciate everybody from Alaska Fairbanks for taking the time to uh, to allow me into their uh, their space this last week. Uh what a great group of people. Uh, very happy for uh, for their opportunity. Hope they can close it out against Lindenwood. Uh, no disrespect to Lindenwood whatsoever, but uh, this team from, from Fairbanks is special. 
And uh, to watch them play in the tournament, I think, would not only be an enjoyment for you and I, Paul, but I think it would be a huge enjoyment for all of college hockey. Oh, I think it would be awesome. I, I think college hockey needs to have uh, a team like Alaska in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I, you know, uh, just like ASU four years ago, right? You, you, you need to have... If the game's going to grow, you need to have teams like that in the tournament. You absolutely do. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night with analytics and eyeballs. We'll talk uh, pairwise. We'll talk Super 16, which has surprises? Question mark? We'll find out. Uh, we'll also talk uh, a little bit about the matchups for this weekend once again and get you set uh, for Tuesday night, which is, of course, College Hockey West Weekly. And then... Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh and I will be back. A uh, big, big night Wednesday night because the tournament? not only, Is huh? When they announce the tournament, yeah, they'll announce the uh, the twenty teams that are in the ACHA M one tournament field on Wednesday. And Stephen Marsh and I will uh, hopefully have some great guests joining us to uh, are they doing it talk during about the day? it. Are they doing it during the day, or or is yeah. the commissioner going to come on no. and, and announce it on the program? No, I think they'll announce it like they always do during the, during the day, and people will know uh, right. who's in, who's out. But we're hoping. I'm shooting for uh, the WCHL commissioner. Congratulations, by the way, to the Broncos from UCO. They captured the WCHL regular season, uh, despite UNLV having a very good season and uh, Arizona. So we got some teams going from our coverage area to Boston to uh, to compete for a uh, M1 national championship. Nice. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.